0: Thank you, Dee, very much. It's great to be with you this morning. I don't know about you, but as we were worshiping um, at the start of the service, there was a real sense, and, and with the prayer that Stella brought, with um, the sense of what Nicola said that her gym friend said to her, that there there are some truths that the Lord wants to speak to us this morning. And uh, some of you, I think, already know that. You, you were like this in the worship. Some of you don't want that. You were like this in the worship. (laughs) Some of you, um, I'm going to invite us now in a prayer, whichever position you were, to put your hands out in front of you (laughs) um, like this to receive. And I'm going to pray for us as we come to receive from God's word. Heavenly Father, we want to be a people. We need to be a people who need to hear your truth and not just hear it, but receive it, apply it, see it bring freedom to our lives, and so come now as we read your word. As come by your spirit and speak truth to us. Amen. I don't know about you, but if you're um, if you're anything like me, there are times where I wonder. Um, how amazing it would be to have walked the earth with Jesus and actually seen the stuff that he did. Uh, and there are times where I kind of think, you know, um, if I'd been like Mary, sat at Jesus' feet, hearing Jesus give the talk rather than Mike, then I'd really believe. <laughs> if, if I'd been able to walk um, the earth with Jesus and see some of the things, that, if I'd been there when Lazarus was raised from the dead, I wouldn't have any fear of death anymore. If I'd been there on that mountaintop when 5,000 men plus women and children were fed from a few loaves, I would never doubt again God's provision. I would become a more generous person because I'd be changed by that. If I had been there when Jesus rose from the dead, because I have my doubts and my questions, if, like Thomas, I'd been able to touch his side, see the wounds in his hands and his feet, but that he was alive... Well, my faith would be rock solid, sorted forever. That's it, done. I don't know if anybody like me sometimes thinks along those lines, I wish I'd been there, walking the earth with Jesus. Wouldn't that have been amazing? Hands up if you've ever thought anything like that. Um, You and I are wrong. (laughs) Jesus says something astonishing at the start of our Bible passage today. If you've got it open in front of you, do follow along. And um, have a look down at verse 7. He says this, very truly I tell you. He says this to the disciples then. He says it to the disciples today. It is for your good that I am going away. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate or the counselor, does it say in your versions? The counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. It is for your good that I am going away away. What Jesus is saying there is pretty astonishing. He's saying those ideas you have that if you thought actually it's better to be walking along the earth with me and seeing these things, um, but without the Holy Spirit filling your hearts, if you think that's better, you're wrong. He's saying, um, and it's kind of inspiring and challenging at the same time, when I heard that and reflected on it. He is saying that it is better, this side of Pentecost, this side of the coming of the Holy Spirit, to be a disciple. You can have a more vibrant, real, deep, alive, powerful faith, now, today, because of the Holy Spirit, than if you have been a disciple pre-Pentecost, walking on the earth with Jesus. You can know Jesus better. You can know the truth about him better. Now, this morning, in Christchurch, Turnham Green because of the Holy Spirit than the disciples did pre-Pentecost. Walking on the earth with me. I recently um, I picked up that Richard um, has been watching um, on Netflix a, a series called AD Kingdom or something. It's, it's, like, it's basically like looking at the early church after Jesus' death and resurrection. And I picked up on this. I'm about three episodes in now. And uh, the last episode I watched is the Pentecost episode. And you can tangibly see the difference in the characters of the disciples before and after Pentecost. So you see, Peter, for example, before this Pentecost episode, he's terrified. He doesn't know what to do. Jesus, he can't really believe what Jesus' mum is telling him. He said, No, 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 Jesus is going to return. He's going to rise from the dead. He's like, oh, Really? He's scared. They're hiding away. The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. This man is liberated. He's free. He's a different person. He can look Caiaphas in the face and just go, Jesus is Lord. That guy you sent to the cross, he is the saviour of the world. Listen up. He can walk into the temple, hear the Spirit speaking to him about a man who can't walk. And he says, silver or gold I haven't got, but in the name of Jesus Christ and others, stand up and walk. This guy's a different person. Jesus says, it is good for you that I go. That the Holy Spirit might come, and in the time we've got left, I want to um, I want to look at why, in this passage, Jesus says it is so important, and it comes to this truth thing. The word that Jesus uses to describe the Holy Spirit in today's passage is parakletos. Now I've said it in the Greek, not to sound clever, but because, as demonstrated just now, there's slightly different translations in our Bibles. They don't quite know how to translate that word. In your Bibles there, it says counselor, doesn't it? In the one I had at home, it said advocate. So what is it that Jesus is trying to get across to us that the translators are struggling to articulate about who the Holy Spirit is and why is that important? Well, the word Jesus uses is parakletos. There we go. We've got it on the screens. Parakletos. Now, I don't know if there are any Greek experts here, but that word Um, It is trying to encapsulate two ideas in one. Uh, The Kletos bit is quite a hard word in the Greek. That's truth. The truth. The Holy Spirit is going to bring you truth. He's the spirit of truth. He's going to tell you the truth about your need for a saviour, about your need to have your sins forgiven, to be righteous before God. He's going to tell you the truth. Almost whether you like it or not. He's going to tell you the truth. But the power is a soft word. It's the counsellor. It's the one that comes alongside. It's the advocate. It's the one who, in like a counselling session, makes the truth known to you. tells you what you're thinking that's not the truth and says, no, that's not. And tries to encourage you to embrace the truth about yourself gently. Think of other words where we use this. Power Legal. So Prince Harry's about to marry a paralegal in a couple of weeks. Well, if you watch Suits on Netflix, you know that Meghan Markle, um, the future princess, is actually a paralegal called Rachel in real life. Um, and um, paralegals um, know the law and they help. They come alongside and they help with an understanding of the law. A paramedic someone with the medical knowledge that could save your life, gently coming alongside and administering it and helping. Do you see? This is parakletos, the truth that we all need, that might be as life-saving as a paramedic's medicine, that might be just the advice that we need, like a paralegal, the truth that we need. Come alongside, gently and close. Let's investigate a little bit further further as we um, go in. Um, have a look down at verses, uh, verse 8 with me. We're beginning to look at Kletos, particularly the true side of things. And... Um, Jesus says this in verse 8, and then we'll jump down a little bit further. In verse 8, he says, When he comes, when this parakletos comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and to righteousness and to judgment. For some of us here this morning, that may be the work the Holy Spirit needs to do this morning. And it might not be comfortable, but he loves you, and it might be the life-saving medicine that you need. It goes on. Jesus saying about this paracletos. Verse 13, jump down with me. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me, that's Jesus. He will bring glory to Jesus by taking from From what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. We'll come back to the importance of that known to you in a minute. But the truth thing Um, last night, uh, Michelle and I had a great opportunity to go to the Royal Albert Hall to go to Prom Praise, which was there. There was a choir. that You know the choirs we've had here over the last few years? Well, they had another one of the, the guys that organized those those choirs that visit us had another choir called the Sons of Jubal performing at this Prom Praise event at the Royal Albert Hall. And so they offered um, uh, a couple of free tickets. So Michelle and I got, got our glad rags on and, and, and headed out this evening, had a great night. But before we went... Um, Michelle, she gave me permission to share this. Um, she's over there. Um, she tried on this brown jacket. And she said, Mike, what, what do you think of the jacket? <laughs> I had this moment. I was like, Kletos, Kletos, <laughs> truth. And I said, uh, the jacket's awful. <laughs> I didn't say you are awful, I said the jacket is awful. And do you know what? She was really grateful. She took the jacket off, put it back on, put on a grey cardigan, she looked beautiful, and we headed out for the evening. But there was that moment as a husband, I was like, this is the truth, <laughs> but do I dare give it? <laughs> and, um, but I know Michelle has said to me in the past, she's actually said in that classic story, but we've been married nearly 12 years. 12 years? Nearly 12 years? <laughs> 12 years in July, and, um, and, uh, <laughs> and, um, and she said really early on, she was like, please tell me the truth in those situations, please tell me the truth, I need to know the truth. That's a light-hearted example, but we need to know the truth. The Holy Spirit comes to give us the truth about our brown jackets. You laugh, but some of you could have done with someone telling you before you came to church that you shouldn't have been wearing. What you're wearing now. Um, I'm joking, you look great, especially you, Dennis. Um... <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Dennis has lost it over there. Um, we need to know the truth. I've got to regather myself now. Okay. If God um, puts his finger on something in our lives that's more than just a brown jacket, we need to listen. He's trying to guide us into all truth or he's trying to convict us of something's really important. He's trying to administer life-saving medicine to our spiritual life. If only we'll listen. And some of us resist that because we know what he might highlight and we don't want him to because we're quite comfortable in that relationship when we shouldn't be. Because, because, because we're scared. We don't want it. But this power, Kletos, he loves you. He does it for your freedom and for your good. And if only you'll trust him And listen to his Kletos, his truth. It'll set you free. It might save your life, literally. We need to listen to this spirit of truth. Power, the one that comes alongside that phrase, he's going to make it known to you we can have all the understanding and all the head knowledge about our faith that we want um, but until the Holy Spirit comes and makes it known to you as he was with some of us in the worship just, just now it won't make a dime of difference in your life we need the Holy Spirit who makes these things known to us real to us I Hope she won't mind me using her as an example, but Kirsty's at the back there, Hi, Kirsty. Um, and Kirsty, um, a few weeks ago, I was in um, Kenya, and I was in a mud hut in Kenya with some young people Kirstie Kirsty was one of them, weren't you Kirsty? Kirsty was one of them. And you know what you can you can tell young people about that situation and you can tell them about what it's like to actually sit in a, a mud hut in a place of Poverty like that, and actually receive such hospitality and generosity. You can tell them what that's like, but until they're sat in that mud hut and they feel it, they experience it, they won't really know. There was this beautiful thing that Kirsty said, it was kind of a prayer um, in that mud hut as she just sort of thanked them and God, and the challenge of the son, who all he could think of was how to provide for his mum in the midst of such poverty, all those things. and You could hear in the way she expressed what was happening in her that she knew something in a way she didn't before. Each and every one of us need to know that we are loved, accepted, and valued. By our heavenly father we need to know and get real about the sin in our lives that needs changing we need to know that's what the spirit does we sung earlier and I will build my life on your love it is a firm foundation we need to know that and build our lives on it we sung open up my eyes Show me who you are, Paracletos. Fill me with your heart, Paracletos. Lead me in your love to those around me, please, Paracletos. Holy Spirit. What would it look like if we did allow this Holy Spirit, this Paracletos, to come and speak truth into our lives? to set us free, but to do it in such a loving and gentle way. It would be extraordinary. There would be people here who would find the strength to turn away from something that they shouldn't be doing or they shouldn't be living. And there will be other people here who, who will see things suddenly in a way they never have before about their faith because the spirit of truth is leading you into all truth. All these things he will make known to you. I, I, I was as I was sat praying before the start of the service. Immediately, two people came to mind that I've had the fortune of knowing. Uh, one of them who uh, was in a relationship she knew she shouldn't be in. Her name was Louise, and um, she had the courage, prompted by the Holy Spirit, to end that relationship. It was so hard. So hard. But she knew she needed to, to hear that truth. She knew it was spoken in love. And so she did. It took immense courage. A lot of her friends didn't know what she was doing. It seemed a great relationship, in lots of ways. But a couple of years later, she came to me and she said, I'm so, so glad I did. There's another young man called Ben who. Um, who wanted to meet up with me for a coffee. He had loads of questions about the Christian faith. He always had these apologetic questions. Endless, one after the other. Question, question, question. We were scheduled in for a coffee, and then we had a youth weekend away just before we were going to meet up with coffee. There was a late-night worship event, and he came up to me in tears at the end of that late-night worship event. He said, we can still meet up for the coffee, but a lot of those questions, they don't matter anymore. Not that they're not important questions. It's great to have them." but something far weightier and greater had been made known to him. They didn't matter as much anymore. And there's some of us here who need to know those truths. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes to speak truth, and he comes to make that truth known. I actually turned to the Old Testament to bring this into land and to... Um, because I think, I think David got a glimpse of what God does um, at the end of if one of his most famous psalms that we all know and love, Psalm 139. In fact, could, could you turn to it? If you've got your Bibles, turn to it because we can use this in our prayers in a moment. Psalm 139. When someone gets the page number, can you shout it out to me? Sorry? 628. Six page 628 if you're struggling to find it. Psalm 139. And follow through, you'll know so much of this that now you've got it open. If you weren't already aware, you'll go, oh, yes, this one. Oh, Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, this perceiving parakletos who sees you and knows you. All these amazing things. The same God, for you knit, created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. This tender, love, loving God. But then look at the last two verses. This is what I think this is David inviting the power cletos into his heart the truth teller who comes alongside he says search me god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting our Kletos can we stand we're going to pray Why don't we adopt that pose we did at the start again and just hold our hands out in front of us, if you want to. There's no, no compulsion at all, if you want to. And there's nothing magic in that. It's just sign language to say, I do want to receive. I do want this power of Cletos if you'll give them to me. I'm going to hand over to Nicola to lead us in just a moment and, but just want to encourage you to follow along this prayer that we just read in the scriptures for yourself. Search me God Paracletos Holy Spirit Search me and know my heart Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting.